podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode one of the Trinity B-Side. This spin-off podcast is all about the big issues that we face in the world of football today. And it's something we thought long and hard about with us being obviously Everton podcast talking about all things Everton. We think it's really important that we also tackle the, the big issues that are happening in the sport that we love. The starting point for this podcast is something which is, is unfortunately uh, something that we see quite regularly at the moment in football and, and that's racism. Um, as a football club lads I know we, we, all, we all think the same Everton we, we feel do or are quite proactive in this kind of thing anything to do with uh, with racism uh, and the big issues in football we feel as a club we, we do cover ourselves pretty well none more so than what's going to happen against Man City on Saturday yeah and, right, and rightly so and I'm proud of the club that the club actually stand up and actually you know, are sort of one of the four forerunners with regards to racism, um, and it seems to me. I mean, we had a, we've had a chat about it, haven't we? Off air, it's almost making a bit of a, a return into the game, isn't it? Um, which is sad to see. Uh, obviously, we hear the reports coming from Italy and things like that. Obviously, our own Moise Keane, um, you know, he's had horrendous abuse, and actually at the same ground, Lukaku recently, didn't he, uh, received awful abuse out there. But that's a, a big cultural issue they have, obviously, in certain parts of Italy there. But also in the British game, look at the abuse Sterling got last year, for example. Absolutely disgusting, wasn't it? Um, but I don't know what you think, Pete. I mean, But I think the sad thing is it happens everywhere. It happens in, in every single country. It happens everywhere where football's played because racism's a global problem. I, I, think, I think, and you're right, Pete, it's a global problem. And not just in sports as well, you know, outside of football, outside of sports. You know, we you seem to see reports of it time and again on a, on a daily basis, and it's it's something which I will never understand because I don't. It just doesn't register in my mind at all. You know, um, as you mentioned, the you know the, the instance that we've had recently, and it's it seems to be coming more and more uh, rife, unfortunately. And I, I'll I'll read off a few that that people will be aware of. Um, Kurt Zuma received racist abuse on Twitter after a poor performance for Chelsea. Mm. Yeah, it was only a couple of weeks ago. Only a few weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Paul Pogba, Marcus Rashford for United, missing penalties, got abuse on Twitter. You've mentioned, obviously, last season, Raheem Sterling was a subject to a lot of racist abuse. Romelu Lukaku, former Everton player, got over to got over to um, Italy, yeah. into Milan. He's obviously taking a penalty and he, he's getting yeah, racist Cal- abuse. Calgary, wasn't it? Calgary again, which, and like you said, obviously, Moise Keane, um, current Everton player when he played at the same ground, he got that that abuse. And as as a club, as a fan base, you know we've we've I think I think we're really lucky in what we've got uh, at Everton. You know the the lads they they called the the county road uh, county road bobblers. They've got together. They've, they've raised funds. They've got this banner now good to go, which which I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. I really can't wait in support of of Moise Keane on Saturday against Manchester City. Um, you know the, the support that our fans do give, I think is is absolutely exceptional. But I think, as we said, it is rife. And you see instances like like Peter Beardsley. Now, what what are your thoughts on that? Because Peter Beardsley, former Liverpool, Newcastle, Everton player as well, 
He's a, a coach or was a coach for Newcastle development squad under 23s. And he's been found guilty on three separate incidents of making racist remarks effectively. It's great you raised this. I was reading an article in The Guardian earlier in the week where I, I'll try and find who the article was written by. It's really worth reading. They sort of made the case, is Peter Beardsley a racist who doesn't deserve a place in football, especially football coaching and the coaching of young players? Or is he a so-called old-school football player who's grown up with a dressing room culture where that kind of language, that kind of treatment of players was normalised and he's been un- unable to shake it off. That's a, that's a very, very good point. And I think that, that's, I think that there is almost of his generation, isn't it? that sort of generation type where it was very much normalised. Um, and is he now a victim of that because of it? And is he, has he been essentially harshly treated? I mean, what we know of Beasley is that you know, he's always been conducted himself as a, as a top guy and a top professional, wasn't he? Um, but the, but the problem it's a very interesting is, point and, that, and it is an interesting point, and I get it because obviously wrongly at that particular time it was deemed the norm, certain language yeah, that was used yeah. and what have you, um, and that was from a, from a time long ago. But obviously for me, that's all well and good. I think I think one of his, one of his defense defenses was he, he didn't receive the right education at Newcastle in regards to what language we could use. Now for me. That, that's an embarrassing defence yeah. to be perfectly honest you can't push it back onto the club you can't, you, yeah. you can't push it back onto the club you take responsibility for what you've said you know the remarks that he made were, were terrible you know as much as he, as he may say you know we didn't realise that they would be taken as offence for me it's, 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 it's pretty obvious really what he said was, was racist um, and like you say and I do get the point he's been brought up in a time and at that particular time where you know rightly or wrongly certain language was used and he today seems to think that he can still use it which obviously it was wrong then and it's, it's wrong now um, but I, I want to give you I want to give you a few a few stats in regards to, to racism um, in regards to English football because we know it's a global problem but if we, if we bring it back to English football reports of racism in English football rose last season by 43% which is a phenomenal stat isn't it Starling. amazing and reports of faith based discrimination uh, increased by 75% Wow, that, that, we, do you think it's a you know with all the political landscape at the minute? I'd be interested to see what you guys think. Do you think it's linked to obviously you know the huge Brexit that's caused a divide in the in the country, the rise of almost a right right wing you know sort of populist if you want to call it that? Um, it, it is it is interesting how that's suddenly now becoming like you know all the Tommy Robinson stuff and everything else. Do you know what I mean? You know the, the the actual platform he's being given when he should never be given a platform, but. Well, I think I think I think it's great that you mentioned that because at this point we're we're, we're lucky enough and we're, and we're we're delighted to be joined um, by by Taj um, from the the group or social movement Walk Off. Taj, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Hi guys, thanks for having me. No no, no problem at all. We're delighted for you to, to to give us a bit a bit of time. We're recording the podcast today. Lee, Lee's just said, obviously, there about um, in regards to what are the current issues behind behind racism and so on in football. And we're going to come on to that in a minute. But before we do that, I'd like to give you the floor a little bit to let obviously our listeners know what what walk off is all about. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks for the opportunity, guys. Uh, basically, we're a humble project. Uh, we, we we were conceived in 2015 um, as a result of. Uh, the Malcolm Mackay um, uh, story that broke out, you know, when he was doing the racist texts and stuff, and yeah. then he got sacked, and and he gave that lame excuse of um, 
well, the, 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 the League Managers Association said that it was just banter or something like that, and, and basically that kicked us off. Uh, and, and and other incidents, and we thought, okay, we need to we need to do something here. So it was a case of we formed a project. The basis of the project is to basically encourage diversity in sport behind the scenes. So we focus on be uh, in the infrastructure uh, behind the scenes, not on the field necessarily. Uh, and the goal is there to basically get more diversity in the studios uh, uh, with the with the players, agents, uh, team representation teams, uh, more designers, more. Uh, agents, more nutritionists, uh, and all uh, manner of uh, positions are filled by uh, diverse uh, professionals. And once you get there, once we get that, uh, we'll start breaking down barriers, we'll start reducing unconscious bias, and then we'll be dealing with the, the more um, serious problems of racism uh, through the workforce, you know, like John Barnes says, it's in society. So basically, we want to we wanna, uh, integrate ourselves within workforces uh, and, and basically break down barriers that way because I've done it. I've been, you know, in my early career, I've done it myself, so and I've seen it in action. And 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 many of the listeners today will be sharing the same uh, thoughts that they've done it as well at work. So that's that's the angle that we're coming from. I mean, it, it all sounds yeah. I mean, obviously from from your side uh, and the work that you're doing, you obviously you obviously see um, what goes on. Um, from from our side here, what one question I've got is. Do you think that there is a problem with it within, um, say, the Premier League, the FA, and what have you, in regards to the, the lack of representation of people from a, a Bain background? Yeah, no, I think I think all the pundits, all the fans, uh, everyone on Twitter, social media, they're all saying the same thing. We need more diversity in the boards. Uh, you know, these are obvious things. Um, Walk off is about. We're not actually crying to say, "Listen, we want more diversity." We we are we are saying, "Hey, we've got talent. Just give us a chance and have a look at how you know what what we've got, and give us a chance at an opportunity for a career or even an interview. You know, get us in a room with yourselves and give us an opportunity to to prove ourselves." That's what we're saying. We're not we're playing the talent card. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, yeah, there's a lack of diversity in, in every level. Um, you know. Uh, behind the scenes, um, so you know it's something that we're, we're trying to push for. But we're, we're pushing strategically. Uh, we're not we're not doing seminars. We're not doing uh, uh, you know campaigns of diversity diversity campaigns. We're actually we've we've got loads of uh, professionals that we're linked with um, in 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 the corporate world and in, in, you know in the legal world, you know nutrition, uh, and grassroots sports that are actually quite talented and uh, they would love to have an opportunity to get uh, into the sports uh, you know sports industry. Um, and build a career for themselves. Yeah, I mean, again, from from your side, Lee, Lee mentioned then about um, you know, do we think Brexit is to blame as as one example? Uh, there's a there's a huge divide in this country at this moment in time, whether it be political. You know, we see the likes of yeah. mentioned Tommy Robinson. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, uh, I remember when the the nine eleven attacks happened, uh, and uh, I'm a Sikh guy. Uh, I've got a beard, turban. Uh, a lot of my friends, uh, Muslims, Hindus. Uh, other Sikhs, other bearded Sikhs, and and when 9/11 happened, uh, it was a it, things changed. Uh, you get stares, you get looks, uh, things shouted across the street. Uh, that died down, and then when the Brexit thing happened, uh, that that picked up, especially for me, for myself. Uh, I've been getting stares in the supermarket, uh, you know, comments as I walk by, you know, people horning and shouting things outside the window, out of their car windows when when they're driving past me. So yeah, no doubt, uh, it, it's clear that there is a there's a there's a there's a clear uh, link uh, with with what's going on politically. 
Totally. I, I, I personally feel it. I personally feel it, and I, I trust. Trust me, there will be loads of other people who will be saying the same thing um, in, in 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 diverse communities. Taj, when things like that happen, do you think that it's just revealing what already exists in society, or do you think things like nine eleven and Brexit make it more permissible uh, and encourage people to think in a, I guess, a racist way, more of a divided way? Yeah, no, I think it's partly it's partly that uh, people jump on the bandwagon, they're thinking they're frustrated. You know, you know, poverty plays a big part in people's frustration. So I understand sometimes, you know, people get frustrated, they just go along with the with the populist view, uh, and they just jump on the bandwagon. They might not be racist, they might not have unconscious bias, but they're just fed up. Uh, a lot of the time, it's a case of uh, yes, they are racist, they have unconscious bias, and and, and they're the ones who instigate this hatred. Um, so yeah, definitely the, the political climate has has, has, has really sparked this, uh, and it's. Uh, I think I think we really need to come together. Even if we have our difference of opinion, I think we're all on the same team. We all have the same goal, and this is why I want, I want to comment about what Everton's doing with this with this banner. I love it because with the response on Twitter, uh, you know, it, it's a case of you know if you look at the, the timelines, you look at the Everton fans responding to this in, in such a positive way. Mm. That 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 was such a great example that the, the club took when they welcomed Moyes and the way they put that banner together. And what that says to me is that they're going to say, right, okay, uh, we are we have put ourselves in this position. Now we need to be the guardians of this movement here. Uh, if if Moyes gets uh, any uh, racial abuse, despite the banner being in place, the fans will probably step in. They'll probably eject themselves and, and take a real stance. You know, then social media will kick off and then people will record it. You know, you'll, you'll get heroes in the stands, and 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 that's great. That's just going to be one of the uh, the the, uh, the results of what what's happened. So it's sort of like a snowball effect, and it's very very exciting. I'm very excited about this banner. It might be a small gesture because I know you know FIFA they do it. They do the uh, um, what's that called? Um, uh, they have their own banner, don't they? Um, mm. I can't I can't recall. It's, I know uh, what you're referring to though. Yeah, I do. No, because the racism or something like that. Yeah, when you know the European teams, they put it on front of their on, on the, the, the the team photo. But this one is quite different. Uh, it's it's got a, it's got a bit of a uh, it's got. It, it, it seems more genuine. It, it seems it has a bit more strength behind it, and I'm quite excited to see what this banner does. And I hope they they keep it up every game, even to take it away to the away games. Uh, that'd be fantastic. You know? I, I think. I mean, like we said, we we take sort of great pride in, in what our club does and, and what what our fans yeah. do. You know, for 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 our fans to take it upon themselves. And we mentioned that the lads you've you've started it all. Um, you know, we 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 take great pride in what they in what the our fans and what the club do the club are right behind it and the support and they've, they've met with the lads on numerous occasions to make sure that it goes off really well um, they, they asked them to actually push the unveiling of the banner back to the Man City game on Saturday the reason being is we're playing against the champions of, of England it's a, a Saturday game at half five televised live on yeah. Sky Sports for a global audience so I think it's I think yeah the, the club have got to be applauded there for, for their for yeah, their, yeah. Um, no doubt Maximum publicity, definitely. Of course, you know, of that, course. That will have a, such an impact. Uh, and, and, and I'm just waiting. I'm just, and, I, and while, while, while we're on this subject, I want to make a, a, an appeal to uh, your listeners and the football world, whoever's on Twitter. Uh, basically, we have, we have the strategy to get more black managers in the game, in employment. And we are looking to connect with any black manager who's doing his badges or any black manager who's unemployed. Please reach out to us. Work with us over covertly doesn't matter. Uh, you don't need to tell anybody, and we prefer it that way uh, because the strategy we have. Uh, we we all know victims of racism. There's some 
nuance is that we have to navigate and we have to be uh, strategic with our uh, execution of strategy. And, and I'm sure everybody appreciates that. Um, and so basically, uh, that's, that's my appeal on behalf of our project. Uh, if you've got any football professionals who want to help us achieve that, uh, let's do it together and let, let's, let's make a change, definitely. And, and, that's fantastic, that. That's and, fantastic. And, yeah. I hope, and I hope that obviously on the back of that, you do get some people who, who do get in touch with you, you know, to, to help further their, their career and, and, and help to address the current the current situation uh, that that is yeah. clearly evident in football. I mean, in 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 regards to the incidents that we've seen, uh, we've mentioned some obviously early on in the in the show what we've seen recently, uh, and then obviously there was there was the the game yesterday Dover against Hartlepool where the the teams got to the point where they were very very close to walking off, and both teams yeah. agreed to walk off. I mean, what 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 do you think or who do you think the responsibility lies with in regards to tackling? the racist issues that we have in football. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, you know, just very quickly to that, uh, walk-off, our project name, uh, it, it, walk-off means basically the ethos and the, and the essence of that is it means that we, we don't tolerate it. Uh, we, we come off, we remove ourselves from the from the uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the scene, the scenario, whatever you're suffering, and come away from it, and then we deal with it after that. And, and so the context is there, and it's quite, uh, it is linked to sport. Uh, but our strategy is, is, is more dense than that. Uh, basically, we're, we're hitting the infrastructure. But yeah, in terms of who's responsible, I mean, you know, I, you know, you think about this. A lot of the answers people have said it. People like John Barnes and the other, other ex-pros, they've said these things. Loads, loads of fans have been saying the same thing. When it's on social media, it's definitely the victim's duty to report. Definitely because it's been targeted at them and then obviously we all chip in and, and expose these people uh, getting the police involved you know when it's in the stands this is a big one uh, you know it's, it's a case of um, anti-racist fans you know uh, recording them on their phones reporting them to the to the stadium uh, staff to the stewards uh, and, and if need be reporting it to the police themselves uh, because uh, you know I, I know in London anyway the police they, they encourage people to report racial incidents uh, and, and, and a racial incidents a racial incident is is uh, is defined as uh, anybody who see who who thinks an incident is of uh, a racial nature, and and so the police take it very seriously. I don't know how it is across the country, but that that's in London for sure. Uh, you know, when it's in the stadium, obviously you've got to look at the clubs. They've got high tech CCTV rooms. You know, uh, facial recognition software. Uh, you know, the police are trying. The, you know, the police are really trying to push this. Uh, although there's a lot of controversy behind it, but saying that if you link up the facial recognition software with your ticketing system, which obviously, you know, if, if I were to book a ticket under Taj seat 1B in row 10 or whatever, they'd know I'm sitting there. They'll have my card details. And so basically, if you catch them on CCTV, it's so easy to eject and identify these people and, and ban them and, and report them to the police. So that, that's just a, a, a given. That's, that's just a, the, the, that's so simple. You know, with stewards, with, with yesterday's incident uh, regarding uh, Hartlepool, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I've been hearing that uh, the, the stewards weren't um, uh, capable of dealing with it. I mean, you know, if that's the case, you know, I, I'm not going to criticise them, but, uh, you know, get the stewards with body cams, uh, little things like that, uh, you know, mm. the little, little tech, even the, 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 the FA could fund, you know, give two or three body cams uh, for the lower league teams. You know, it's not going to cost much. You know, uh, and police, they've got to assist the students. Uh, if there's a if there's a, a problem with the club that has a, a, a persistent problem with racism, well, what the, well, the clubs pay these police officers uh, separately, privately, to, 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 to man these clubs and, and security. Do, do, you think, uh, do you think some of the clubs 
are going in the right direction. Of course, we had the high-profile incident last season, didn't we, with Chelsea and Raheem Sterling, where Chelsea banned, I think, uh, one particular fan for life, and was it also West Ham as well, mm. banned yeah. two supporters. Do you think incidents like that are you know, sending quite a clear message to fans that this isn't tolerated in the same way it was, say, 20 years ago? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, because there's the added pressure of, uh, of being identified on social media. Uh, if you mix the two, uh, you know, physical action and, and, and digital exposure, you, 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 nobody's going to want to risk ruining their, ruining their lives. Uh, it, it, we've, we've got, we can hit this on a multifaceted point uh, on, on two angles, and it's quite strong, uh, and the FA should be using that. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think that's, I massively agree with that. I think we all do agree with that. And on the Hartlepool thing, I thought Craig Hignett handled it really well as well. I don't know whether you guys. Yeah, saw no, I, was so, I saw his interview, interview and I was so happy. He was, he was, he was stunned. Uh, yeah. I, I loved his. Uh, very his honest, wasn't it? Because, yeah, no, he was very open, and you could just literally. It's as if he'd been racially abused, uh, and so uh, you know, in in a way, yeah, I like that because I I, I wish them every luck. I wish they they handle it. Um, and uh, oh, we're we're here. You know, if they want any advice from us. Any innovative because we're we're a bunch of designers. We're, we're non-football people. We're, we're we're from society, so we actually got good solutions. Uh, so uh, you know, outside the football bubble. Um, so we, we'd love to we'd love to work with any club uh, and, and bring some innovation in. Just Definitely. just just on that point, you mentioned John Barnes a couple of times. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you got, he's been on BBC Breakfast a few times, doesn't he? As well, uh, being very yeah, vocal yeah. and passionate about it. Um, I think he's been fantastic, by the way, in terms of like yeah. making it. This is more like you said, Pete, more of a societal thing. It's not just a football thing, and obviously trying to obviously educate people and talk about it, uh, and you know, with with a lot of passion and with a lot of intelligence as well. By the way, I thought he's come across very yeah. well. Um, have you done? Any, have you managed to speak with him? Have you done much work with them or with him? Sorry, we've we've reached out. We've tried to reach out to everybody. You know, I, I grew up watching John Barnes. Uh, I remember. Great yeah, I'm in, yeah, I could tell you, tell me so many stories of seeing him play. Uh, what he did for uh, uh, me as a fan, but basically, um, yeah, we we reached out to him. Uh, he's very hard to get hold of, uh, but his ethos and his, and his his approach is bang on. Uh, but obviously, he, you know, we need to use football. Uh, people are saying that he's he's wrong in, in the sense that we need to tackle it in society first. You know, I mean, yeah, that's what we're here for. You know, we're, we're a project like ours. We'll deal with it in society. He should use his football profile to to combine uh, with society, and then together we can smash it. Um, you know, so it's, it's got to be a team effort. Uh, we, we can't let the football industry, um, you know, just say, okay, listen, you guys deal with your problem in football. We'll deal, we'll deal with it in society because it's, it's, it's combined. It's all together. Taj, what, what are your thoughts? Obviously, we, we've mentioned there with there's been so many incidents of late. Okay, so in terms of addressing the issue and in terms of punishment, we've seen a range of things from over, like, say, the last few years, so from fining clubs. Um, and also international football associations. We've seen closing grounds, things like that, which which clearly aren't working. We've seen the other other end in in Italy, where they, they basically sweep it under the carpet, as has happened with uh, with Cagliari and the Lukaku situation, yeah. where basically said they couldn't prove anything, so therefore they're going to do nothing about it. So what 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 are your thoughts yeah. in regards to actually uh, the punishment side of things and what needs to be done in terms of punishing those responsible? Yeah, I think I think you know outside the football world, uh, if you if you join uh, Twitter chats uh, regarding the business world uh, and the marketing world, uh, a lot of them, uh, a lot of the conversations are around how brands don't want to be affiliated with um, uh, 
negative um, incidents or, or even racism. And they, they remove themselves, they, they remove their sponsorship deals and stuff like that. I think for that to happen, I think the players need to step up and say, listen, uh, I'm going to um, uh, break away from this sponsorship because uh, you're not uh, putting pressure on the club. Little things like that, you know. I don't, I don't, I personally, I don't believe in ground closures uh, and playing behind closed doors because uh, that just affects the wider uh, football community in terms of the fans, the good fans, and the staff at the, at the stadiums, the income. That, affect, that can affect um, uh, pay. Economically, it can, just, it can, it can, it can disrupt uh, the economic chain in terms of the pay structures and stuff like that. Uh, lack, lack of income, you know, more pressure on the clubs, on the board, uh, and, it, and, and all because of uh, a few fans. Uh, and then that basically, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it works one way. It can oblige the, uh, the board to take tougher action because they don't want to lose out financially. But I think it's, it's more to do with the players uh, and the CCTV and the mix of the stewards with the tech now, uh, with so, the recording so devices uh, to identify these fans. Yeah, so uh, you know, see. I remember going to Chelsea uh, in, the, in the late 90s and the West End was being built and the, the tickets were 21 quid. And when I book on, a, uh, on the online system, they took my name, my card details and everything else. Uh, and, and and they knew exactly what seat I was sitting in, mm-hmm. and and you're telling me in 2019 they can't identify who's sitting in what seat in the stadium. Yeah, so it's it's, well, it's not it's not so much. Basics. I think you just need to stick to the basics, and once they do that, uh, I, we just need to target who's in charge of that, you yeah. know, and, and and really put the pressure on them. So it's not so much the actual uh, getting involved with the clubs themselves in terms of you know punishing the club as a whole. It's more let, let's combat it at an individual level, those who are actually yeah, responsible. Yeah, because yeah, if, we, if, we, if we treat racism in the simplest form, it's an offence. It's offensive. Of course. It's, it's a criminal yeah. offence. Yeah. Uh, just just get the player to, as a victim to, to have his day in court with, with the guy, with the offender. Uh, I'd be the same as a, as a, as a member of the, the, the fan base in the stands. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just simple. It's not a case of, of they're making noise, they're disrupting the game. Oh, there's a question of do they want to walk off? No. It's a case of uh, someone's being racist. Let's get the police involved here. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, and, and it's, it's. I think I think you're totally right in what you're saying, to be honest. And, and I think over the course of obviously our, our discussion, uh, you, you've made some some real real valid points there. And it's great to hear from someone who is so uh, proactively involved with with the the issue that is that is racism, not only in football but in both sports and society, and 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 trying to tackle tackle that issue that issue head on. So so Tav, we really thank you for your for your input tonight. Um, really enjoyed speaking to you. Um, no, and thanks guys thanks for having me no, yeah, no, mate, thanks for coming on mate thanks Thank for you. coming on and, and any, okay. any any message any final words for people who are listening if you want to get in touch with yourselves if you, if you feel you've yeah, had any just, issues just, just check us out on Twitter uh, we're very open and honest we are fans ourselves uh, you know and, and, and I think as fans uh, as sports fans football fans we are I've just realised this we are the guardians of football uh, because the players and, and, and the infrastructure the, the, the football world they're sort of letting us down uh, uh, you know and, and a lot of the players that are speaking out now, we, they need to pick it up and, and work with the fans, and, and together we can we can we can deal with this. I yeah. think. Great, great, great message, Taj. We we appreciate your call today. Um, and like you said, if you want to speak to to walk off, they're on Twitter. We we'll tag them into obviously the this podcast when it comes out. Get in touch with them, support them, show them a little bit of love. They're doing some great work. Um, so again, once again, thanks for, thanks for calling up, and, and we appreciate your time. Thanks, Jeff. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. So really, really some really good, good points there from Taj, wasn't it? And like I said, so good to hear from someone who is so actively involved um, at the at the front on the front line, so to speak. Um, I think 
I, like he said, he's made he's made some really 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 good points. Um, but like he said, I think it's so important as fans if we do see anything at the ground, obviously highlighting things on social media, which you know we're seeing so many issues uh, on at this moment in time. It's important as a fan base and as football fans, we do our bit as well. Hundred uh, percent. It was good to get him, get him on then. Actually, uh, I thought he spoke really well, and he was very passionate about. It. He clearly is passionate about it, and, and, and rightly so. You know, it is an offence, um, and you know, there is a point. Society it does need to improve, um, but also in football, it is our responsibility, isn't it, to make to make sure that you know the right people are being told, um, because no one wants that. To, no one wants to hear that football. You know, I've taken my little girl the game, things like that. You know, you, you don't want that, dear. You? you don't want that whatsoever. Not even around. Just children, but even adults in general, isn't it? Yeah. You just don't want to hear that at your club, do you? And, and, and it's, it is, when you do hear it, and we've all been in a situation at a football ground, but we have heard things that, obviously, like like Tasha said there, it's a criminal offence. You know, if, you, if you're if making a racist remark, whether it be social media, at the game itself, in society in general, it's a criminal offence, and you don't want to hear it. I, I can't I can understand people who are that way inclined. But it's so important, like like we've said then, that we need to need to make a stand, talk about the issues, raise them, and, and obviously make that stand. Uh, but if you want anyone wants any any advice or any kind of information about what what happens in regards to racism in football and groups who obviously at sign it as you say kick racism out of football, the work that obviously um, walk off do there's a, there's a great start and points kick it out show racism the red card those types of things look them up support them read about it. And let's let's all try and do our bit, um, lads. Good discussion there. Good yeah, first show, was, I think, was, for, yeah. for our, yeah, yeah. our B side spin-off. Um, we're gonna come come out with with shows every few weeks, every three or four weeks, trying to tackle the issues in in modern day football. So stay tuned for more discussions, more guests, and more tackling the issues in football today. We'll catch you next time. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.